The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Michael is running down the street. He's in an absolute nightmare that has become a reality. He's passing by people. Their faces are strange, but Michael doesn't have time to see them. His heart is about to jump out of his chest. He runs into a dark alley, crashes against a trash can, and falls. He notices posters of people hanging on the walls. All those folks have insanely wide mouths. Huge triangular teeth protrude from these mouths. Michael gets up and sees two people on his way. They're a man and a woman. They look at Michael and smile with their big mouths exposing sharp daggers instead of teeth. They're slowly approaching Michael and smiling wider and wider. In their eyes, Michael sees nothing but an unquenchable hunger that they will probably satisfy in the next few seconds. Michael is about to pass out. But let's go back 20 minutes in time to find out what's happening here. A megalodon tooth is similar to a white shark's tooth, but much bigger. The average size is about the size of an adult's palm. An ordinary person has 32 teeth. So, how big should a mouth's size be to fit 32 palms in two rows? It would definitely be a big mouth. That's what Michael thought, holding a megalodon tooth that he found last year off the coast of Florida. Archaeology is one of Michael's hobbies, but his main hobby has always been science. Michael has created a project that can simulate different ways of evolution. Millions of terabytes of data, hundreds of thousands of scientists around the world, dozens of research centers. All of this is needed to create the unique simulation program. And that's how it works. You can check any hypothesis with a computer. For example, you want to know what the world would look like without birds. The program studies all the data about birds' evolution and planet history. Then, it creates an accurate simulation based on this data. Michael puts on special glasses. The lenses connect to his brain through his eyes, and Michael moves into the virtual world. People live without airplanes on the planet without birds because they had no one to inspire them to invent aviation. This world isn't highly developed since people are divided by distance. Michael's sleeping body is in the lab, but his brain is sure he's in another world. After an hour, the program will disconnect Michael from the simulation automatically. Michael holds the big tooth and says out loud, what if people had megalodon teeth? He forgets he's wearing the glasses. The program recognizes Michael's speech and starts working. Theoretically, such a world is impossible. Michael believes the program won't succeed, but it successfully creates a simulation. It sends him there. Now, he needs to survive in a world with toothy people for an hour. Two of them are approaching Michael. They're reaching out to him with their hands. Michael closes his eyes. He's afraid of physical sensations. His brain doesn't know that Michael is in a simulation, so the pain will be real. Hey, dude, are you okay? The man asks. What scares you so much? The woman worries. 
Michael looks at them in surprise and replies, You! Toothy people look at each other and start laughing. They tell Michael that he is in the safest place in the universe. It's a planet inhabited by the kindest people. Michael doesn't believe them. Why do you have such teeth? And why are you so kind? He asks. Millions of years ago, when megalodons dominated the ocean, the Ice Age didn't happen. Giant sharks continued to swim in warm waters around the world. They multiplied more and more, and the population of all other marine life began to decrease. Then, the seas ran out of food. Ordinary fish swam away in shallow water to escape from megalodons. Then, they came out of the water for thousands of years. Big sharks also wanted to survive, so they started to come out of the ocean too. They evolved into upright creatures. Their fin and fishtail disappeared. Megalodons grew arms and legs, and their spine became straight. But something hadn't changed. Their jaws. They were the most formidable animals in the ocean. And then they became the most dangerous creatures on land. No one could move them from the top of the food chain. Upright sharks began to spread all over the planet, even in the north. They adapted to the cold climate. Their smooth skin began to grow fur. They survived several cold eras, as well as times of drought. They became kings of the world, thanks to their sharp teeth and massive jaws. The anatomy of their bodies continued to change. Their skin became flakier. Hair began to grow on their heads. Nails appeared on their fingers. They completely turned into human beings with giant mouths filled with sharp teeth. There was another thing they inherited from ancient sharks, a thirst for blood. The aggressive nature and desire to seize as much land as possible made these people the destroyers of the planet. They exterminated almost all other species of animals. Then they began to fight with each other. There were no winners in this planetary conflict. The world famine began. The descendants of the ancient sharks could no longer get enough food because their unquenchable thirst destroyed all other animals. And when toothy people were on the verge of complete disappearance, when they nearly lost hope, they suddenly realized that life was possible only in harmony and happiness. People spent the next thousand years rebuilding the entire planet. They put laws in place restricting food consumption. Then they created artificial meat. It was a difficult transition, but they coped. They've banned conflict and hate. They restored the wild animal world and developed a new civilization. They learned to solve any problems by supporting each other. Their aggressive nature became hidden deeply in their souls. But the big mouth and sharp teeth remained. These people seem to be dangerous and ferocious monsters from the outside, especially when they smile. But behind this toothy smile, there's a kind and sympathetic heart. For millions of years, they had been using their teeth to, well, you know. Now, they use these powerful jaws to process wood and cut metals. They also use their teeth as pliers. You'll hardly find a knife in any of their homes because every person uses their teeth to cut food. They don't make axes. People can chop wood with their jaws. Cold, heat, metals, wood, glass, none of this could damage shark mouths. But then they discovered sugar. Cakes, sweets, and milk chocolate caused them some serious dental problems. Hundreds of dentists in each city were not enough to solve this issue. People were so dependent on their teeth that they had to become dentists themselves. Every citizen learned basic dentistry courses to be able to treat cavities on their own. The teeth culture had spread far beyond dental services. People started getting tattoos on their teeth 
Many jaws look like canvases with colorful patterns and paintings. Someone covers their teeth with phosphorus. Just imagine this smile glowing in the dark. People train their jaw muscles with special devices, mouth expanders. They put rubber pads on their teeth and then chew rubber balls to gain muscles. In addition to manicure and pedicure salons, people also visit salons for teeth sharpening. The sharper and stronger the teeth are, the kinder the people become. They always remember that even minor aggression can lead to big conflicts. It's like a match falling into a barrel of gasoline. That's why all people practice meditation and other techniques to be in harmony and peace. They're all very neat and like to take care of themselves. They love cosmetics and a healthy lifestyle. They never argue and never take risks. They always follow the rules. These people rarely get injured. Everyone lives in complete safety. They don't even have locks on their doors. The world seems too perfect. Nobody cries here. Nobody screams. They're all smiling and can't be sad for too long. So, yes, Michael is kind of in a safe place. He walks down the street and sees happy people. Michael notices a small scratch on his palm. He got it when he fell in the alley. He looks at it and realizes that all the movement around has stopped. Hundreds of people freeze. They're all looking at Michael, at his scratch. Saliva is flowing out of their toothy mouths. Their pupils are dilating. It seems the shark instinct has awakened. Now Michael has no chance to escape. And at this moment, the program throws him out of the simulation. Ah, the stage is set. You're in the spotlight, and everyone is looking at you. The piano's glossy texture shines brightly in the light. You lay your fingers on the keys and start playing. Since you have 20 fingers on each hand, you can hit multiple notes and make the sound richer. Each piano chord can have extra octaves and additional notes now with 40 fingers on the piano. After you finish, everyone stands up and claps for you. The sound of clapping is so loud since the palms are huge to fit 20 fingers on each hand. Now you're in a boat in the middle of a lake, ready to go for a swim. Your friend pushes you in and races you to the shore. Since you both have 20 fingers and toes on each limb, it's easy to swim and paddle. They act like natural rudders. You beat him and make it to shore. After that, you swim back to the boat, paddling with your hands and feet. After swimming, you go for a hike and notice a nice wall to scale. You get your gear ready and place each large palm on a nice-fitting rock. Your grip is tight, and you hang on to many different rocks that aren't the typical size of a 10-fingered rock. You manage to climb to the top and see the breathtaking view of the countryside. An iron suit and a confident smile. Yup, you're ready to nail that interview. You walk into the building like you own it and wait for someone to escort you to the CEO's office. Everyone notices your confidence and smart look. You're called in for your interview. You unleash your disarming smile and pop your suit up. You enter the room and extend it for a sturdy handshake. With 20 fingers, you release a pressurized grip that leaves the CEO impressed and eager to know more about you. You leave the building gleaming with a winner's attitude, and it's not long before they call you back for another interview. Okay, you've got this. 20 grocery bags in the trunk of your car and one trip. The road is long and has lots of curves and hills. You stretch your fingers and crack your knuckles. You plan out the weight distribution so you can have it evenly divided on each hand. With 20 fingers, you grip different bags and hold 10 on each hand. 
It's heavy, but hey, think of it as a leg and shoulder workout. You take them out of your trunk and make it quickly across the plane all the way to your house. Success! In one trip, you manage to get all the bags except one. Oh wait, never mind. You put the bag inside another bag before you left. But you do need to go back to your car and close the trunk. After a long day at work, you need to meet up with a friend you haven't seen in a long time. And you've been working way too hard today. On the way, you see a nail salon. You hop in for a quick manicure. But with 20 fingers on each hand, it's like doing a treatment for two people. Time is ticking, and you only have one hand done. Your friend calls you and tells you that she's waiting for you at the coffee shop. On to your next hand. After a while, you finish and rush to meet your friend. You're late, but at least you look good. You're attending a new tech launch with dozens of people showcasing all the new products. Many of the phones are slightly larger than phones suited for 10 fingers and two-handed people. The phones are large enough to be considered mini-tablets. You pick up a sample phone and click away. Since you've got four thumbs, typing on the keyboard is smooth and easy. The screen is long enough to be supported by the rest of your fingers on each hand. You move over to the computers and see something interesting that catches your eye. A laptop with a wide keyboard for your fingers to type effortlessly. You open a file and type away. You're surprised at how easy it is to write a quick document. Too bad you have to wait until it's officially launched so that you can get your hands on one of these bad boys. You're at the gym warming up and getting ready for the next exercise. You enter a boxing ring and practice sparring with a boxing bag. Since you have 20 fingers on each hand, each fist you lay on it is stronger and louder than with a regular 10-finger fist. After each punch, you stretch your body and continue sparring. You move on to other exercises to get ready for the big day. You're in the forest practicing your bow and arrow aim. You line up two cans side by side. And another two cans side by side. You take your bow and extend it backwards with 10 fingers on each hand. You place two arrows neatly and let loose. You strike both cans with ease. Now, let's up the ante by adding four cans next to each other. You turn your bow sideways and retract the arrows until there's enough pressure to release. You pull back and let the arrows fly off. Another success! You knock out four cans without breaking a sweat. If you have 20 fingers on each hand, then you'll need at least 7 or 8 bullseye targets next to each other. The bows will be long, but keeping a good aim won't be so easy. After much concentration, you release the arrows and hit all of them right in the middle. Having 50 fingers on each hand will alter the way you look and walk. Your hands will be heavy, so you'll need a powerful set of arms to keep balance and support your fingers. Everything will be large, including your phone and laptop. A guitar will be designed to accommodate the number of fingers that can play around the fretboard. If a regular guitar has six strings on the neck, then these monster guitars can have an easy 30 to 40. The music won't be limited to human design and can achieve so much more. Every musical instrument can be designed to suit the current physical conditions, like having 50 fingers on each hand, like a trumpet, piano, harp, and saxophone. A three-piece band will sound like an orchestra, and an orchestra will sound like, well, five orchestras. You're chilling at home playing some video games with your friend. Each control is the size of a coffee table. 
A hand that can support 50 fingers on each hand is no joke, so a controller is supported by a little stand pinned to the ground. There are so many buttons and pad controls that it's easy to get lost just by looking at it. You're playing a game of soccer while controlling each player in the game individually. With such power to move and coordinate 100 fingers in total, your brain is larger than average, and your multitasking skills are on point. In the end, you beat him. And after a rematch, he beats you. In the third game, you both hit a stalemate. You prepare a high five and slap his 50-finger palm with yours, producing sound waves that reach your neighbors across the street. A lot of fingers on each hand means that tangible and ergonomic things have to be a lot bigger than average. Going to a jewelry shop is a headache, since you have to find the right ring that fits any of the 50 fingers on each hand. Producing any glove is a multi-billion dollar industry, since each glove costs so much to make. Drawing is also a challenge, since holding a regular-sized pen isn't easy to simply draw something. Each pen and stationary equipment are 10 times bigger than what we have today and also cost a lot more to make than regular-sized pens. Glasses of water are longer or fatter so that you can properly grip them. The hand is a lot bigger and the fingers go around the palm and resemble a sunflower. If you're hot, you can fan yourself with your hand instead of a regular fan. It'll be easier to scoop up some sand if you're building a sandcastle at the beach With so much more space in your hand, you can make sandballs and create a mega-sized castle super fast. And if you're playing a game of snowballs, then get ready to have cannonballs instead of normal-sized snowballs. Oh, that could smart! That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. Now get a load of this. A red whirlwind sweeps along the coast of Australia and heads toward the nearest city. This tornado is unique not by its color, but by what is hidden inside it. These are great white sharks, hammerhead sharks, tiger sharks, and bull sharks. Shark! They fly inside the hurricane, snapping their jaws and trying to grab a piece of meat. People who look at this bizarre phenomenon from the outside think that they've got something in their drinks. But this is reality. A shark tornado can really exist? Or not? Yeah, let's find out. In 1877, a rather unusual tornado struck a farm in Southern California. About six small alligators about one foot in length fell from the sky that day. In 1894, a tornado traveled through England and dropped poisonous jellyfish on people. There's a version that tadpoles instead of jellyfish fell on the ground that day, but it still sounds quite strange. In Kentucky in 1876, there was a black humor rain. Hmm, doesn't sound funny to me. Pieces of meat fell from the sky. The locals tasted them and said it was like mutton or venison. However, later, birds discovered that a flock of buzzards had flown over that area. The birds felt unwell and regurgitated their lunch right in the air. And then, I assume, so did the locals who tried it. In 1947, fish fell from the sky in Marksville, Louisiana. In 2005, there was a rain that contained thousands of frogs in Serbia. In 2010, a small town in Australia was hit by a rain of perches. You know, fish. And now, imagine that all these strange phenomena were caused by one villainous corporation where evil geniuses work. And one of them is you. 
So, you decide to make the most incredible natural cataclysm in history. A tornado of sharks. Or Sharknado. It seems like it's impossible, but you're going to try. Because you have nothing better to do. So first, we need to understand what a water spout is. It's a column of rotating air filled with clouds. This vortex occurs during a thunderstorm when warm air releases a large amount of heat. This heat becomes the energy that moves the rising air currents. This warm, moist air goes up, and cold, dry air descends. The difference in temperatures preserves instability and helps tornadoes develop. When it forms over the water, a tornado becomes a water spout. It can draw in particles of seawater, some objects, and even fish. But everything depends on the strength of this vortex. You've probably seen it when tornadoes lifted cars into the air or tore the roofs off of buildings. There's a video on the internet where a tornado raises cows into the air. And an ordinary cow weighs about 1,400 pounds. Now, in comparison, the great white shark is about 4,400 pounds. If a tornado could lift several cows, it could cope with a shark. But besides the great white one, there are tiger sharks, bull sharks, and hammerhead sharks. All of them weigh less. Therefore, there's no doubt that a tornado could possibly lift them into the air, too. Okay, now we can assume it's in the realm of possibilities. The next step is to create a real tornado. To do this, you need to heat the air and then make it rotate. The cold air will start to go down, and you will get a whirlwind. One engineer from Canada named Lewis built devices that created tornadoes. He made several prototypes before assembling a real vortex engine. According to him, anyone can do it. However, these vortices were small. His device created thin jets of air that swirled and produced many tornadoes, which then quickly dissipated due to strong winds. Lewis started developing this idea to get a new source of electricity. But he needed to create a giant vortex that would go into the sky to power several houses. He didn't have enough finances and opportunities to do this. But the place where you work has enough money to do it. You take the concept of the vortex engine and invest several million dollars. You build several large turbines that direct air to one point and then heat it with the help of a powerful generator. To give your tornado more destructive power, you electrify the atmosphere. You can control the tornado and change its direction using a special control panel. You little evil mad scientist, you! So you come to the coast of Australia, where there are many sharks of different species. To force them to gather in one place, you must throw several tons of minced meat into the water near the shore. Let me suggest that you don't do this by hand. The sharks immediately come there as soon as they smell the food. But there's a problem. These animals feel changes in the weather and don't approach the center of the storm. Therefore, to make sharks take risks, you need to make them angry and hungry enough. You go, Dr. Doofenshmirtz! (laughs) You spend millions of dollars to organize large-scale fishing. You throw huge nets into the water and, within a week, catch all the fish, shellfish, and other marine life that can become dinner for sharks. You move all the prey into giant aquariums and wait for the sharks to get hungry. A few days later, you notice many big fish congregating near the shore, looking for food. Then, you buy a couple of tons of ground beef from several butcher shops. You put it in a large container and lift it with the help of a helicopter. You dump the meat in a place where you see a lot of sharks. 
Lunch attracts fish within a one-mile radius. At this moment, a large ship with the tornado generator approaches the shore. Hey, can't quit now, right? You start the engines, and strong flows of warm air accumulate in the sky. Electricity flashes and condensation grease rain. A powerful vortex begins to form in the sky. You control it and direct it towards the sharks. The whirlwind pulls pieces of ground beef from the water. The dust particles mix with the meat, and the tornado turns red. Oh, I think I'm gonna barf. You increase the strength of the wind and see how the sharks begin to rise into the air. More precisely, they jump out of the water to grab the meat, and the tornado picks them up. When several sharks are inside the vortex, you direct them toward the shore. People are running in horror. Some sharks fall back into the water, and some fall to the beach. The hammerhead shark falls right into the kitchen of a coastal restaurant and eats the whole menu. The shark is also a pig. You direct the sharknado into the city. The storm lifts trees and cars into the air and rips off the roofs of houses. Some sharks fall down to the streets. People are running in different directions. The shark vortex passes through the city, scattering sharks. Of course, sharks don't crawl on the ground and don't try to eat people. They're just in shock and don't understand what's going on. Hey, what can I say? It's a PG sharknado. Even in the ocean, sharks don't like to bite people. All attacks occur because sharks mistake them for seals or other sea creatures, which all look like food. Also, toothy fish can swim up to people out of curiosity. And now they're disoriented and having big breathing problems. Fish need a constant flow of water passing through their oxygen-extracting gills. Depending on the species, sharks can last without water for several minutes to an hour. At this moment, you realize that you have carried out not a villainous plan, but a stupid thing that has caused so many fish to suffer. Now, you need to fix everything. You have several helicopters that can transport the fish back into the ocean. But they're twitching and snapping their jaws in fear. Therefore, to calm them down, you use darts with sedatives. Then you help rescuers to fasten the sharks to the helicopters and lift them into the air. You have to get one fish out of an apartment on the seventh floor. Another shark was lying in the park. A hammerhead caused a big traffic jam on the road, and this tiger shark fell on a fire truck. Fortunately, they all have tough skin and strong muscles that protect them from damage. You pick up all the sharks and move them back to the ocean. No one and nothing has been hurt except for one thing. Your reputation. You have failed your villainous plan and need to develop something new. This time, you'll create something that will really terrify people. You will invent a YouTube channel with nothing but ads. Alternate ending. You will invent a mega flood of spiders. Ew. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.